0: This is ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
1: It is ATL Day day ones with jarvis and tanitra it is a good friday y'all not easter one but it's just a good friday all the way around we want to welcome you into the show and we also just want to start off by saying thank you for making atl day ones your first listening of the day and we are free and available wherever you download your podcast if you go to youtube.com put in the little search box say locked on sports atlanta or you can drop in atl day ones we will pop up when we will be there for you we are here monday through friday each and every day you can come and check us out make sure you go ahead and do that and last but not least i have one more request (laughs) leave us a five-star review once you get there whenever you get your podcast Leave us a five star review wherever you get that bad boy, because, you know, if you don't No, I'm going to be violent today. I'm not going to choose violence today. You know what? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to violence. eliminate you from the playoffs like Luka Doncic got eliminated last Ooh. night. Ooh, Ooh. yes, Ooh. yes, I
0: choose Save violence the today. Second <laughs> <laughs> Don't we, believe. we got to talk about, but we will yes. somehow insert some of that up in
1: here. Indeed, that's for fans? sure. <laughs> We're going to start out talking about the Atlanta Falcons there. We're yes. going to talk about why this season feels just a little different it just feels a little different and you know in our deep dive segment, as uh tanitra uh kind of forementioned, um uh, kevin durant does it make sense for the hawks we'll discuss that and last but not least and for the culture major league baseball just can't get it right damn it major league baseball what is wrong with you let's get it together but before we get to all that T um uh, the atlanta falcons were back at it yesterday at the otas these times the veterans were there you know along with the rookies you know he had rookie mini caps a couple, few weeks back and i think that the one thing that has really stood out to me with arthur smith he's been very consistent yes. about the type of guys that he wants right he knows that he wants guys you know that have chips on their shoulder he even went as far as to say that hey i'm going to coach with a chip on my shoulder and yes. And I think one of the things that really just stood out to me is that when Grady Jarrett was talking to, speaking to the media after practice, he mm-hmm. kind of threw out the, 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 the fact that there are a lot of guys being brought in that he actually liked. Yeah. and and when you think about the mantra that arthur smith has and you kind of mm-hmm. mesh that with the grady Jarrett, right that's like a perfect match right that's mm-hmm. like a match made in heaven because grady Jarrett is the chip yes. <laughs> you know he is the he's the, the epitome thing. of chip on the shoulder yeah. uh, type guy so um I, I just think it's interesting because you know looking at you know listen to coach talk and listen to grady talk and and now i'm starting to think like okay This regime is really starting to get their type of guy in. And I think this year, we're really going to see what Arthur Smith is made of.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And to harken back to... Phraseology, we would always hear in the <laughs> right. old regime, fast yes. and physical, fast and, and a physical. lot of time it was just However, that. <laughs> was that. Nothing behind it. Oftentimes, oftentimes, unfortunately, that seemed like more style than substance. Actually, with Arthur Smith, I think you get a little bit low-key style and substance. And when I say that, meaning style, because you are going to get that same package, if you will, fast and physical style of play, if you will. But the substance comes from, okay, wait a minute. You need a little bulkiness, you need a little speed, you need a little edge in your approach in order to actually execute that. So fast and physical with the tools to execute it because he likes, you know, big so that you can actually be physical. So whether you are physical uh, coming off the line as a wide receiver or whether you are physical down in the trenches with uh, individuals that he's bringing to hopefully give some help. Uh, whether you're on that, that front line or whether you're on that next line with the linebacking core, now you're actually seeing somebody who, oh, okay, well, you say fast and physical too, but I can kind of see where that can actually happen for you. So right. yeah, I think that's one of the key components of why it feels a little bit different. And when you're hearing consistency in the messaging, but you're actually seeing things to go to, to, to actually support that. And the only way you
1: can see
0: it now, Jarvis, because we have not seen a game yet, whether preseason, regular season, we haven't seen even anybody in pads. The only thing we can go by is are you consistent in who you've gone after in the draft and who you've gone after in the offseason? And there is a pattern there. And I'd like to say at least at this point in the offseason, the pattern's good.
1: Yeah, the pattern is good. And speaking of the pattern, I, I think that one thing that we've kind of, you know, kind of, talking about in the pre-show thing like who is a person that needs to follow that pattern to the to the t so they can probably if i can use that pun uh, um uh the most is it, it, it like who should be the guy that is the hungriest maybe so they can eat that chip and, and have a good season this year who, who's the guy that comes to mind for you
0: no question. And that, that's, like you said, the question we asked because he talked about having a chip on the shoulder and being hungry, and that's the attitude and the approach that th- this team is going to take. And I say, okay then, well, I hope there's a big enough chip on your shoulder that you are ready to knock that bad boy off through your play, and that is Caleb McGarry because I really? know if I'm him, Jarvis, and I keep hearing about that guy who plays next to me and everybody is lauding him, right, That mm-hmm. means. Chris Lindstrom. You're hearing yeah, it from the outside where he's getting graded at the top uh for at his position at, at right guard, and then you're hearing it from inside, right? Where you'll hear from veterans, uh, like we we would hear from Alex Mack, but now we we even continue to hear from Jake Matthews coaches yes. as well, just how good and how much he keeps growing. Whereas the, the commentary, unfortunately, has continued to be the same for Caleb McGarry as well. If that is somebody who I am playing next to and also That I got drafted 13 or so spots, uh, 15 or so spots below, man, listen, as they say, I would be really, really hungry to prove myself and also hungry to prove myself because the Falcons chose not to uh, go with that fifth, fifth year option for me. They did not pick it up so it's it's definitely time that i'm feeling like i'll show and prove now i'll keep it on offense because i definitely know you have somebody as well and if we got a little time we'll get a speak sneak peek into our hungry person on defense too but i want to hear about uh, your thoughts
1: you know what i think that you know that ken Gregory is is a a great point and he's kind of got off to a a solid a decent start because you know he looks different he changes body you know i talk about that all the time like you'll tell how hungry a player is by the way he changes his body when mm-hmm. when certain things happen, right? Yeah. And mainly whether or not I'm going to be able to stay in the NFL. If yeah. I want, if I want to stay in the NFL, let me change my body first. Let me start there. Like and you kind of saw, you know, once he he came in, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, "Okay, you're getting a little cut in your arms." You know what I'm yeah. saying? So okay, you're starting to work out, but mm-hmm. you know you still have to go out on the field and return. But he's at least off to a good start. Yeah. And I I know you. Thinking I'm probably going to go defense, but I got to stick on that offense, T. Sure, yeah. I got to go to Jalen Mayfield. Like, you cannot I, be I the worst offensive lineman in the league. Like, you just can't. That just can't happen again this year. Yeah. You were drafted in the third round by this regime, so you can't write it off like Matt, Matt Hennessy. Oh, yeah, he was drafted by those dudes, DQ right. and TD. Yeah, yeah, we'll write that off in that. Yeah, you'll get a pass for that, but not yeah. this guy. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. Third round draft pick, Jalen yeah. Mayfield. You need to be better. You need to have that chip on your shoulder. Whether yeah. or not you got to conjure it up or, like you said, you can do like um Caleb McGarry and say, hey, man, I'm going to hit this weight room. Right. I'm going to see – you're going to see the difference in me mm-hmm. um, just from a physical standpoint. And then once we get on the field, you're going to see the difference. And oh, yeah. he has to do that this year in order to – in order for me to say, you know what, okay, this guy, you know, is going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't think that, you know – Anything outside of that from him, right. I, I think you're gonna it's gonna be a, a red flag for for Terry Fontenot as far as his evaluation on office alignment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And they, that uh, regime, the Fontenot Smith regime, has shown us. That ultimately, if you're not cutting it, no pun intended, jalen Mayfield, but if you are not cutting it, they're not going to be, they're not going to give you as much runway, if you will, or as much opportunity to keep course correcting as the previous regime. They know they have the opportunity to make some changes. The dollars are going to give them the opportunity even more so next year. So guess what? They're going to do it if you don't show improve this season. But you know who needs to show improve too? That you said you are just up there with mm-hmm. your braves, your boys. Man,
1: that was oh, troubling last Man. Man, golly, like Ria Muto, you know, st- got the party started for, for the Phillies and, yeah. and just Aaron Nolan, just, Nola. just mowing Aaron. down, yeah. dudes. Like, went all the way to the ninth inning, you know. Yeah. Of course, you know, what's the brave score? You know, they took him out and then. Yeah you know brought um you know got guy into you know kind of shut shut things down to kind of yeah. cut that off before anything got started and and i'm not sitting going to say at like Aaron Nola is a not um excellent pitcher but you know yeah. it is his first That'd win in probably about a month and a half right. or maybe <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's not like he's been doing this doing right. well you know but you hate that you know the Braves may have actually started started something with him within him, right. you know. But you know what I mean. I was he like, you hate like, to be well, that team. They might
0: have awakened
1: Aaron. Right? Yeah, y'all been waking yeah. the sleeping giant or something right. like that. So yeah, I, I think. But it's it just it just kind of sucks, and you can see the frustration. You know, with uh, oh. Contreras last yeah. night striking out, breaking yeah. his back, yeah. You yeah. know, breaking I'm just like, bat. he's just they, This team is just flailing around they just don't they just don't they don't have any answers and 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 that's that's the scary part yeah Yeah, that's the scary part because you know snicker you know well you know uh, you know after you know the press conferences you know we 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 got used to that last year all the way up until july but you don't and and i think in saying that Mm -hmm. we have to stop comparing to last year right I, i think that's has to stop being the conversation. Like, we will no longer, and now, if you don't mind, I will not talk really about last the year. <laughs> I'm not, I, well, last year, you know, but nah, uh, all that's done on this show. that It is a wrap for that. We are not I'm gonna, gonna talk about last year. Yes. I'm gonna try. <laughs> However, I, <laughs> there will be moments where it's hard not
0: to because you're looking at certain individuals, you're looking at a Darno, you're looking at an Albies. you're looking at a Duval, and you're saying, okay. You guys were on this squad last year, and I know what you did. And yet last Mm -hmm. night you're going 0 for 4, right? Arcia and Heredia, you're going 0 for (sighs) three. And then I'm looking at last year, and I just cannot help but we haven't seen three straight games, three straight winning games. So we haven't seen a three-win streak yet. The last time you went this deep into a season without it was two. Decades ago, the only thing I can say that was good about last night as we hope that they reset tonight for the Marlins and we hope that Ian Anderson can get it done against Trevor Rogers. The only thing I can say is I would like to thank Jock Peterson. So I'm going to just tip the hat one more time to last year. Just want to thank you for going yard three times against the Mets a couple nights ago. And then with the walk off and then also going yard on the last night. Because at least the Giants won because the Mets were going to met. And as long as the Braves going to brave, we need the Mets to met. Thank yeah. you, John, for what you did.
1: Could we have signed him instead of Eddie Rosario? Hey! My bad. Sorry. I had to bring that in there. You know what I mean? Like, the fan in me wanted to bring the high side 2020. But hey, it is what it is. No, we, but, we know. <laughs> we're going to bring something to you in the next segment when we go to our deep dive. How about this one? Kevin Durant. Does he sound like he'll be a match for in a Hawks uniform? What would that look like? We will discuss that next on ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and T, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta.
0: Welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra. That's Jarvis, even though he's not sure he's Jarvis. Got a <laughs> <Kinda laughs> look confused not. for a little bit. <laughs> but I want you guys to know that we know, you and I, and we'll let him know as well he is indeed. The one, the only Jarvis Davis here letting you guys know that he and I both appreciate you dropping by all day, every day. We thank you guys for subscribing Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Keep doing that, keep following us and giving us a like. And of course, any platform where you check out your podcast, check us out and leave us the amazing five-star reviews that you have been leaving since the start of the show. Now, you know what? Finally, I wouldn't say it's gotten a four five-star review for me, Jarvis, but maybe just maybe, the NBA playoffs got up to about a three, maybe three and a half for me these last two nights, right? Because Mm -hmm. I felt like the Heat and Celtics finally played at least two and a half quarters of competitive basketball, which was more than we'd seen in the first games in that series and probably see tonight because it's a true closeout game, right? Mm -hmm. And we also saw some decent competitiveness last night. Of course, that was probably more Warriors taking their foot off the gas in the third quarter. Mass taking advantage of it, though, but then in the fourth quarter, the Warriors like, man, listen, let me stop playing with these people. Let me put foots on next and dead this thing. So sixth time going back to the NBA Finals in eight, eight years. years. Unbelievable yes. what they've been ridiculous. able to do. And Jarvis is a really nice mix, and that's kind of what we're going to get to today as well of veterans. And younger guys that they acquired through the draft, a few pieces coming back, even like your veterans like an Andre Iguodala, who hasn't played in the postseason, but was able to give them something here and there. Just a nice mix. So I'm very interested to see if they are indeed, if Steph's gonna get that fourth chip, if you will. But on the flip side, also of course everybody in the ATL is glad that we do not have to hear another word about Dallas or Luca. Just saying. No more Dallas, yes. no more Don Everybody in the A is pretty much good on that. Yes, sir.
1: Bye
0: bye. Exactly. So now we can just sit back and wait for what the Warriors are going to do. And also, I know most people in the A, if not all, are rooting for Jalen Brown and the opportunity to see the local Wheeler products be able to perform on the biggest stage and get to the NBA finals. That said, that's another team, Jarvis. Couple of acquisitions reacquired Al Horford took that base, that core of young players and made something out of it. So it made you and I think, this is where we start to think about what the Hawks need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Falling in love with this name and that name, you know, throwing names out there. But when it comes to trying to upgrade a roster, you can't just look at a name. You've got to right. look at what that person is doing, where they're producing at this time yes. in their career. Yes. So six years ago, Jarvis, six seasons ago, word on the street was that Kevin Durant was at least considering the Hawks, right? Didn't mm-hmm. quite go their way. Everybody thought he was, Oh, Oh, people to this. forgot about that. Exactly. <laughs> we really thought, okay, if not Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. We see him going up to the Knicks because by that time, the wizards, you know, his home team, so to speak, were out of the running. And then all of a sudden Bro came with the warriors and we all know how that went. Right. Yes. And then again, couple years ago when he was back on the market the thought was wow maybe we could get a meeting you know get back in the sweepstakes ultimately he goes to the nets well now we know that the experiment isn't quite working out in brooklyn so Mm -hmm. if he doesn't stay in bk jarvis you think that maybe travis schlink should try to set a meeting again all
1: right so you know i had to do my research on this one t because you know like, As I'm a guy that I've always been – <laughs> I've always been a guy that, you know, to kind of tread lightly when it comes to names, right, because Kevin Durant mm-hmm. immediately, oh, wow, <laughs> woo, yeah, let's go get him. And I started digging into the numbers, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I started looking at the numbers, all right? So he only played 55 games this season. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. But he still averaged thirty-seven and six. <clears throat> yes. So yeah, he's still productive. Yeah, yes. if he if he can do that right there, he's still productive. Mm-hmm. All right, he averaged thirty-seven minutes per game in the regular season, and then he cranked that bad all the way up to forty-four minutes in the playoffs. Yes. Like so, and we, and we know the one of the reasons why is because Brooklyn team they they don't have any. De- like that's just what it yeah. is like they don't have any depth and and i think at age 34 kevin durant mm-hmm. cannot he cannot and let me repeat that he cannot carry a team like you know some may even say he never carried a team, right. however. But you know, he was the MVP when he was with the Warriors, right? So they 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 they, they didn't they didn't have any uh they they didn't uh, favor Steph Curry, you know, in those right. situations where they had opportunity to give him an MVP. But KD was the MVP when he won those championships mm-hmm. with the uh Golden State Warriors. Yeah. So I, I think that he's not that KD anymore. But if uh, we're talking about thirty four years old. He mm-hmm. averaged thirty and seven last year. Yep. His usage was crazy in the playoffs, and you see how that worked out for them. It didn't mm-hmm. turn out well. Um, <laughs> right. I, you know what? In this, given the way the Hawks are currently constructed, right? Yes. I think that Katie would be closer to the MVP guy mm-hmm. than the guy that he is that we saw in the playoffs this year. Let me see, tell you what. Yeah. Because from a usage standpoint, from mm-hmm. having to create his own shot, yeah. he wouldn't have to do that because guess what? Right. There is a superstar on this team. Yes, I yep. said superstar. There is a superstar on this team yeah. by the name yeah. of Trey Young. Yep, well, he agree. won't have to worry about that too much. And you can kind of play around with it too and give KD the rock and let Trey play off the ball a little bit. Yep. And that would work because, you know, people still going to be concerned about Kevin Durant when the ball is in his hands. Let's just, right. let's keep it real. Right. So oh, yeah. I, I think that if the opportunity comes about now, in mm-hmm. order for this to happen, to see him in right. the Hawks uniform, yes. there is a little caveat to this bad boy. Yes. If the math, Make if the the math reports, math. if the reports, like I said, when we well, get to the math too. So if the reports are true that there aren't that, that the uh, Brooklyn Nets aren't willing to give um, Kyrie Irving an outright extension. Now we know that's the mm-hmm. reason why, KD went to the Nets. That's the only yeah. reason why we even talking about this. So, if that if Kyrie Irving ends up not being coming back and being a net this year, mm-hmm. there's a big possibility that KD moves right. So, and I start so back to the math right. I yeah. went to the math piece. So, went to the little NBA trade. And I know people are like oh that little stuff. No, it's real. It's a oh, real yeah. deal. So, yeah. um, I put in John Collins. I threw him yeah. in there. Then I put in uh, DeAndre Hunter, put him in there, mm-hmm. and then I threw in a guy that you know his contract isn't fully guaranteed, and they might be able to w- play around with that to make the money work. And Danilo Gallinari, right? Yes. And I put Mr. Mr. Durant in there, trade worked, and yeah. now I know Brooklyn. In real life, they're probably going to want some first-round picks because they gave all of them away to Houston when they tried to get James Harden. They basically traded away their whole future. So I think that you have to throw a couple first-round picks in there. I throw the New York one, the Hawks one this year, like, you know, whatever. All right, okay, we throw those two in there, and and we'll roll with that. So if that package works, run it. Like, like, run! Like, if, if they answer the phone and, and they say, you know what? That's the starter. That's a conversation starter. Mm. I'm all in. Go get KD. Go
0: get KD. Yes. And yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I can say I'm all in per se, but I'm close to all in. I think the one thing that gives me trepidation or gives okay. me. Some bit of pause in there is probably not wanting to part ways, I, I part ways with John Collins, by the way, Okay. and part ways with Danilo Gallinari, because I truly believe there is almost no trade scenario out there where you're not going to have to give him up this offseason. I, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Because there, there it trades. benefits
1: teams who are trying to, you know, free up money in the following year and all that exactly. stuff. So, exactly. Yeah. Definitely.
0: And he can be one of those pieces, maybe in a three team trade as well. So, I just feel to your point about his contract. So, I feel like I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with parting waves with John Collins, too, because for what you would get out of KD, we will more than compensate. I probably have a little bit more of a struggle bus for DeAndre Hunter. Okay. I don't know if I like that much going away with that package, even for a KD. Now, you make a good point about the uh, fact that he did play 55 games, and that's pretty impressive
1: for 30. Yeah, that's, that, that's solid. That, yeah.
0: Somebody who really was not on a load management schedule, per se. Those 17 games that he was out, like he was actually injured, right? Yeah. So, different than what we've seen a lot of the time. And then, like you said, just basically dragging the Nets through even the portion of the playoffs that they got through. He's he, yeah. he dragging them through. So I like it, but I don't love it. But I will admit to you this. I always say, if you don't love something, where's the better solution? And honestly, it seems like every time we go somewhere, like even when I, you know, dig deep into the numbers other than Derek White, um, that's the only one that I like love to pieces and always have. Uh, okay. Okay. I always, always thought that was, now that's the piece I thought the Hawks missed out on, on Mm. the trade deadline. But I suspect the Celtics won't be letting him go away, uh, get away, unless it is something monster that, like, you know, they've got to probably throw in the the kitchen sink as well. So like you said, we we talked about, uh, you know, the possibility a, a couple of weeks ago, of Joel and B, and I said, Hey, nothing is off the table at this point. And so I'm still kind of right there. So I think KD would be okay, but I'm still kind of looking at the numbers and kind of looking to see. He gives us a decent amount in terms of 7.6, around, you know, seven, eight rebounds averaging per game. But if mm-hmm. I'm going to give away JC and I'm going to give away Dre and I'm going to give away some of that productivity of rebounding that I got from. Uh, Galinari, then I guess that's my question. Where do we get more of that defense from that we're so desperately needing for the Hawks? Because even Luka Doncic had to say this last night. He knows, he acknowledged, the reason they lost is because they don't play good defense. The one game they play good defense, they won, and the millisecond they put their took their foot off the gas, they almost lost that game. What did he do? He went and he also improved his defense in the offseason. I think I'm just looking for maybe that one guy. You know, I'm still a fan of kind of looking out for that final guy at the two spot because Mm -hmm. I feel like more than anything, it's the Hawks' backcourt that is in desperate need of someone who just embraces, you know, two-way play at all times. So when we come back, we're going to talk about embracing The old school, what you might want to see again, what you don't want to see, as well as maybe talking a little bit about what the MLB needs to embrace. Come on, baseball. We'll talk about it in For the Culture on the other side.
1: Final segment of ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys, because y'all have been rocking with your folk, liking and subscribing and looking us up with typing in locked on sports atlanta we popping right up and y'all just clicking that button hit that play button hitting that subscribe button we want to ask that you continue to do that and if you haven't and you just you're a new watcher or a new listener go ahead and make sure you go ahead and do that and if you're on the audio side we will just remember we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and when you listen after you listen go ahead and you can do it before you listen so you won't forget give us a five-star review please because it's friday it's a good friday you're feeling good so ahead go ahead and make us feel good so everybody else can find out about this show and they can feel good as well but just in case but t gotta let them know this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes it's whatever the hell we want to talk about so t i'm gonna let you have this one right here because uh I think it's fitting that you had let the folks know that uh how major league baseball has uh they've done it again
0: done it again my goodness how many times can you crap the bed well major (laughs) league baseball will let you know multiple times if you give it enough of a try so this was a letter that came out actually to teams last week, it was Major League League Baseball saying club stadiums, quote, putting the onus on the club stadiums, by the way. They fall embarrassingly below the high standards necessary for women who are part of the games, traveling parties to do their jobs, creating an untenable working environment, unquote. Really? Here's my problem with that. You're Major League Baseball, so how did it get to the point where it was untenable? Because, Jarvis, when I hear that, that's almost like saying you've got a grading scale of A to F, and you guys are at an F. What happened when it was steadily falling, if it was ever at grade A, by the way? But when those conditions were steadily falling from B to C to D, and now we just are at the bottom of the barrel? I have a problem with that, and it makes me really disappointed because as a sports reporter, who goes into various areas, even I'll say State Farm Arena, for example, when there is a visiting female referee, oh my goodness, like that locker room is top to bottom, available, um, um, amenable, if you will. And sometimes, you know, when they're not there, I have the opportunity to use that as my dressing room. But I say that to say State Farm Arena was ready. The Hawks were ready. The NBA is ready. MLB And all your teams, it's not that difficult to get ready to show an accommodation. And when you do things like that, Jarvis, that also shows that you're really okay and encouraging and embracing females and women in the industry having a seat at the table.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The thing about it is this is something that we're used to MLB when it comes to dealing with minorities and diversity they seem to just drop the ball every time right you know when you th- think about it you know with the tim anderson only getting su- suspended one game and you know allowing managers saying hey we don't like this this is not great you know and just just so much stuff right and then you got you talk about women say so they're women who you know travel with teams and stuff like that they're just saying the biggest thing that they have to worry about when it comes to doing their job is finding a bathroom. Like, what the hell, man? We're in 2022. This is not 1914 when women couldn't vote. And, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and you didn't really have to worry about, you know, that that part of society. They just kind of, you know, had to do deal with whatever they had to deal with. No, man, this is 2022. Everybody's supposed to have rights Everybody's supposed to be able to do what they need to do And have what they need to have in order to do their job And y'all sitting up here dropping the ball on that So right. I already know what the other part is The, the, the working conditions the, the, the atmosphere that's within those, those teams Those club teams for those female employees I ain't going to even ask that We're not going to even go down that road I already know that sucks <laughs> if, if y'all can't even find a bathroom I already know what time it is when it comes to that So yeah MLB y'all need to get better I just need to get better. Let I me mean, just going to leave it at that. That's strike 2, by the way. Um yeah, I know strike 3 is coming. And we'll we'll figure out what that is when it comes. We'll address that when it comes down that, to the, to that to that point. So, T. <laughs> All right, on a lighter note, Martin is going to be rebooted. And when you talk about you know just a a, a a a series, a comedy series, a TV show that was kind of like the soundtrack to my life, you yeah. know, growing up, you know what I'm saying? It was just like this. Just makes me happy. I think yeah. that's probably the best way to describe. You know, when I came when you sent me sent this to me, I was just like, yeah, this 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 right. This feels right. This just feels yeah. right.
0: It does. and and so excited that the whole cast is on board except of course uh, the late uh, actor Tommy. late Tommy my so oh boy may, may rest rest in peace but maybe that's one of the reasons that that uh, cast was able to reconcile their differences and get back together because they understand life is short and we know that there was always nice. no word that Martin Lawrence and and Tisha Campbell had some beef and she parted ways with the show came back in spats for a uh, space rather they were never in the
1: same shoot yeah, together, together. Life. Like, life right. kind of yeah. yeah so
0: to hear word that uh, allegedly reportedly the entire cast is coming back that's super super exciting because again like you said i will channel surf to this day and if i channel surf to a network that has martin on i'm stopping to check out the the uh the episode and i usually know the lines and the storyline and all of it it was just a really really remarkable show and still I don't even know if we appreciated it as much as we should have back then. So I'm excited to see them reboot, but that also made, or have a reunion show this coming summer. That Mm -hmm. also made me think about what show would you like to see or not see on you, Jarvis, but what show would you like to see or not see have a reunion or actually get rebooted?
1: I wouldn't mind. You know What? it has to be the jamie fox show that's the first thing oh, coming to my mind like it has to be jp hartner brick you know what i'm saying like jamie fox you know just like all of those the mannerisms and everything from that show i was like i thought it was always thought it was just an underrated show yes, but if they bring easy. that back like please like bring it back like reunion reboot i don't care you know like i i love me some garcelle you know what i'm saying like that yeah. was that was my girl you know Man. i probably wanted her to be my girl you know i hope my wife ain't listening today she probably not listening anyway but yeah i can get away with that so it's all good don't tell it T. I i know you don't no. know how y'all get down i know y'all be texting no, each other exactly. but don't, don't snitch on your wife <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> remember you're my big sister right, right. <laughs> so so yeah i if, if, if you if i had to choose one it would definitely be the jamie fox
0: show I love that one. Yeah, because that's another one. If I'm channel surfing and I see the an episode is on, I will stop and I will watch it and know most of the The words and the storyline and all that. But for me, it's a different world. Like, oh my god! And what I would love to see, like, if I mean the reunion, they've already actually done. And oh my god, there was so much fanfare for it last season. And I thought that I think it was on the on e-network and they did an excellent job and brought all the heavy hitters back it was amazing right but i would love to see like a a reboot because they had talked about the possibility of actually doing a reboot the original actors were willing to do such a thing what let me let me throw out a concept to you if they're okay with that right right there are shows uh, like okay I'm, i'm telling on my nerdy self I always watched Boy Meets World. Yes, I did. Every episode. I did sure,
1: too. Sure did. Shoot. Sure. Topanga? Oh, man. <laughs> she made me feel funny on the inside. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Did. You did quite well, tell you. Because yes. when they did a, yes. a reboot yes.
0: for Girls Meet World, mm-hmm. Girl Meet World. it was amazing, Jarvis. So yes. something like that where you bring back the original characters, but now they're kids. Kind of mixture, yeah. I am here for it, just like we want you guys to be here for us coming back on the other side of Memorial Day weekend. Now, listen, when you are out there barbecuing and cooking out and everything, Jarvis and I really wish we could be there for you. But you know what? We're going to do our own cookouts. He's going to rock his cookout at his spot. I'm going to rock my cookout at somebody else's spot because I'm going to get invited and get my plate and everything and then bring it all back to my house. And we'll yes. talk to you guys about it on Tuesday. But listen, enjoy yourselves. Please be safe out there because, unfortunately, we could tell you that these streets are not safe. For us, like they should be, but we still pray and hope that you have a hedge of protection around you, mind, body, and spirit, so you can come back and join us and everybody a part of the Locked On Sports Network next week. And don't forget, check out before your weekend starts, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, because he's got something for you. Be safe, everybody. See you Tuesday. Y'all
1: yeah, come back now, you hear?